All right, everybody, welcome back to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast. Nick and I are back again. What's going on, Nick? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Zach. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Today, <laughs> we are going to be talking about the low-hanging fruit of fitness. Um, so Nick and I kind of wanted to sit down and, and chat about the kind of like the basic steps of, of having a healthy lifestyle and 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 forging a fitness Um and really just starting from the very beginning, like the little checklist of things you should be doing right when you're starting, or even if you've been doing CrossFit for a long time, like kind of checking yourself and seeing if you're checking off these basic low-hanging fruits um, to help yourself improve. Um, so what do you think is probably the first thing that we should be going for in terms of fitness-wise? Well, uh, the first thing that obviously comes to the mind is, is always nutrition. Um when, when thinking about this list, we really, our ideal, um, outcome, it was figuring out ways of, of getting members to think of, you know, simple little things they could add to their everyday routine to, to optimize their, their experience with fitness and health. Um, so with nutrition, I, I love the way that CrossFit simplifies it. Um, and right, right from the get go, the way that they explain it is, you know, eat meat, and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar Sugar, at levels that support exercise, not body fat. Um, and that, that to me, always it just simplifies it to the point where you can comprehend the information. I don't know about you, but that, that's, that's yeah. something I've always taken away from it. You can get extremely fit and extremely healthy if you just rock that out, right? Like just yeah. check your grocery cart and see, and like write this down if you have to, and just see like, does my grocery cart have these things on it? Right. Yeah, and then it's such an easy place to start. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, you don't have to geek out on, you know, on the exact macro and micronutrients of every meal in the beginning. And you can add that in later, but when we're talking about low hanging fruit, that's an easy place to start. Yep. And I think the, the exercise, not body fat, the, the levels, um, obviously would be a lot easier to figure out with macro tracking, but if you're just starting out or if you just want a more, more simple, flexible life, just slow down your eating and eat when you're and eat till you're full, like slow things down, eat till you're full, do you feel like you're training well? Do you feel depleted during training? Do you feel really good during training? Or do you feel like overfull during training? Like those are just signs that like, hey, I'm probably doing the right thing. And at a minimum, maybe track your yeah. weight. And that will tell you a lot. You know, if you're eating the like the that list of foods and your weight is going down, like and that's the direction you want to be going, that's good. You know? And if you want to take it further, we can go into the tracking. But I think honestly, you can get a lot done, which is that right there. Yeah, it gives you a simple baseline, and, and and I think that is a very important part of it. Of of at the very end, where it's like the levels that support exercise, not body fat, because you can eat all those food. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, where a lot of people, you know, they're trying to get healthy and develop these lifestyle habits that are great, and they're eating good, and then all of a sudden they're like, "But I'm not seeing the results I want." Yeah. It's like, well, if you eat avocados and almonds, you know till the end of the day, that's a lot of fat to be put yeah. in your system. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it is good, healthy food for you, but quantity does overall still matter. Yeah. That's like the thing about nutrition that, that like kind of bugs me because it's unbelievably complicated, but also extremely simple. Like at mm -hmm. the end of the day, if you consume more calories than you burn, you will gain weight. Like that's un the unfortunate truth about it. There's way, there's a lot more complexities, especially individually. And then there's micronutrients and all that stuff. But, uh, unfortunately, yes, you could eat too many meats and vegetables. Yeah. It is possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's harder. Also, yeah. But, but you, the, and then it, when we're trying to, with this, talk about how to simplify it a little bit is, is what you said in, oh, a second ago is, um, is just listen to your body. Eat when you're hungry. If you're not hungry, 
don't eat. Yeah, um, exactly. It's, and it's and um, and keeping it that simple and, and utilizing this as a little checklist of how you're going to fill yourself up while you're um, uh, while you are focusing on, you know, uh, when you are hungry, what do I put in? This is the checklist to go to. Yeah. Um, but the same thing happens a lot of times um, with the other thing in nutrition that I want to talk about is it's hydration of people always wanting to get of how much water do I need to drink? Well, mm-hmm. your body naturally pretty much tells you when you need a drink. Yep. Uh, you get thirsty. It's, <laughs> it's kind of simple. Like, Hey, I'm thirsty. Yeah. I need to drink water. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not this whole magic like, Oh, well I weigh 200 pounds. So I need to get 200 ounces of water. And it's like, you can overhydrate yourself, mm-hmm. uh, but your body, will, if your body's thirsty, it means it needs water. You can also tell by, you know, how much you, you know, what does your pee look like? Um, yep. man, if, if it's, if it's clear, you're probably hydrated. If you know, it looks like Coca-Cola coming out of you maybe to see a doctor. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> please, it's, uh, please. It's, you know, make sure, make sure, you know, keep, keep track of like simple things that are going on in your body, but that's, that's another one where it's listen to what's going on. Yeah. And I think when you start to actually, uh, be more present with what you're eating and how much you're eating and thinking about like your hydration, I think, that can help like just being more mindful of your food, you know, not just eating cause you like have to, and you're just kind of getting through the day, but like being more mindful when you go to the grocery store, or when you put food on your plate, like that can help, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not, we're not asking you to do all these like, you know, mathematical calculations and figuring out macronutrients and micronutrients and how many vitamin, how much vitamin D you're having, which we can talk about that in a little bit. But I, yeah, I just think being more mindful of what you're doing every day with your food mm-hmm. can make a huge difference. Like, you know, looking at your pee and telling yeah. that tells you a lot of information, you know, without getting yeah. overly complicated. And I think the yeah. last thing you want to talk about was supplements. Is there a couple yeah. of, of basic ones that, you know, if someone's just getting started or someone hasn't tried supplements yet, what would you recommend? Yeah, well, I mean, ideally in the perfect world, and I think uh, uh, Coach Lynn would argue this, is, is if you have a really good diet, you shouldn't really need supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, not all of us can be as amazing at getting in proper nutrients. Cause I'm a child and don't like to eat my vegetables sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm right there with I you. will make sure that I get certain things in my system. Um, but there's, there's a couple supplements that are worthwhile taking, um, mm-hmm. something like creatine, um, or, you know, vitamin D, yep. uh, fish oil. Those are the three that I like to stick to. If, like these are really simple. I can get them in literally mm-hmm. all, um, um, all in my, my daily routine, very simple, uh, very simple. Um, and they aren't really, they're pretty cost effective. It's not that, it's not that expensive to grab these. Yeah. Um, I would put whey protein on there too, but I don't really yeah. call that a supplement. That's kind of like blended in with this nutrition and it's just a yeah. simple way of getting more, more, more protein in, in the body. Right. Um, but those are the easy ones, um, that again, if we're talking about what can I simply just add in to change things up a little bit, th- those are the places to start. Yeah. And those are the exact three I would say too. I think vitamin D for us Mainers is a really big deal. Uh, I think I, we shouldn't underestimate the effect of the the lack of sunshine we get for like six months out of the year is, is a big deal. I mean, creatine is one of the most tested supplements out there. <laughs> I think it actually is the most tested. I think it's something crazy like that. So it, it's known yeah. to work. Um, so yeah. And, and the whey protein too, like if, if you're, if you're struggling getting the whole food, I'd always say whole food first over everything else. But if you are struggling to get it, or maybe your diet you know, requires you to have a whey protein because you can't eat certain meats or you choose not to. I think that's a great place um, to go for that protein. So what's next? We're looking at number two um, is sleep. What do you think? What's your thoughts about sleep, Nick? 
Oh man, sleep is like our superhuman strength. Um, if you if you're a good sleeper, your life is much different than those that don't sleep well. Yeah. Um, but trying to get better at this is is a place to to focus on. Again, if you can clean up your sleep and have consistent habits with it, and and get the proper quantities, you're gonna see much better results in in the gym, and you're also just gonna feel better in your day to day activities. Yep. I think sleep too, like I I also kind of like, I think that is just like recovery in general, like working out is great, but you don't build muscle when you work out. You actually do Mm -hmm. the opposite. You're breaking your muscles down to, to get, to elicit a response to then grow the muscles. But if you're not sleeping, you're not recovering, you're not progressing. You're not going to, it's like the reason why you say take rest days because you can't just continually break those muscles down over and over again and expect them to just come back. And there's so many things that go into sleep, you know, like you build muscles when you sleep, you train better when you sleep, you retain information while you sleep. So like you want to get better at snatching, sleep more. (laughs) You'll remember those cues like, oh, what did Nick tell me? I got to sleep it. And I remember I got to pull back, you know, I got to, you know, stay on my heels until the last pull, whatever, you know, like there's just so much stuff that happens. And, and I feel like a lot of us especially as we get older and busier and then with kids and stuff like it's like one of the first things that gets thrown out the window but um, yeah and that's that's one thing i think like the thing that is talked about a lot is how society is just kind of like it's almost a badge of honor to be like hey i only mm-hmm. slept five hours last night and i yeah, gotta grind through and it's, grind, kind of, it's grind. like but it's, it's not no you can grind much harder when you get in the right amount of sleep you yeah. know uh uh it, and that's why it's like um a simple way of thinking about it is like think about it when you're a teenager and you would sleep for 14 hours. Mm-hmm. It, like it's because your body was growing. Yeah. Uh, so it needed that time. We don't need that much now with, for most adults. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you want to hang out in like that seven to nine hour range and it's really dependent upon the person. Um, and there's certain ways to track it. Like, I mean, a lot of people may know like, uh, of different wearables that you can have that will track your actual sleep. But within a sleep cycle, there's certain, there's certain amounts of time that you want within certain sleep stages because, um, the most important being deep sleep, deep sleeps where your body's repairing yourself from all that workout, those workouts that you did. Um, and then REM sleep is where your your mind is retaining all that information that you gather throughout the day, where you're, you're storing all those memories. Um, and if you're not getting enough of those two cycles of sleep, I mean, you're, you're probably going to feel like crap. You know, you're not going to get the results you want training. Um, and, and I honestly, this is one where it's, you know, you just need to develop certain habits around this that allows it to, you know, to get better. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, talk about how important their CrossFit classes to them. And they like, they, they specifically like cut out this hour, hour and a half out of their day to make sure like, no, it's a non-negotiable. I'm going to my 515 class. Like I will get up. And I think you need to take that mentality and transfer it over to other parts of your life, like your nutrition and also like your sleep. Like, no, like I, I, if I want to train tomorrow, I need to be in bed by 10 because like, I got to get up at six and I need my eight hours, you know, like that's make, make it a non-negotiable, like make it part of your training, like treat it like you know, the way you're tracking your workouts, track your sleep and, and, and respect it because it's, it's fueling, literally fueling and recovering you to then do the thing you love, which is, you know, training in the gym every day. So, um, so around that, I think, I think just some simple tips just to take away from this cup, like is, is understanding how to get better at sleep is first off is to develop consistency, Mm -hmm. you know, have the same like time that you go to bed and wake up every day, 
your body loves to have routine in that when you're sleeping. Um, also don't drink alcohol before you go to bed. Mm, One noticeable thing real quick, if you really track your sleep is if you were drinking, like, yeah, you may feel like you went to bed and slept hard, but you actually, your body did zero in regards to repairing itself. It Mm -hmm. just, you know, um, alcohol just destroys your ability to recover from, from sleep while you're sleeping. Um, those two are really the easiest ways just to start off. And, and, you know, little things like, you know, trying to make your room as dark as possible, keep it cold. Um, and really there's, you can dive deep into sleep, but just starting to be mindful of it is a great place to start. Yeah. I know the one thing I'll just add one little tip that those things are great. And those things we, uh, we do at my house, but the one thing that's really helped me out. And if you're an early, early riser, like if you're some of our like 5amers, uh, getting a, um, an alarm clock that lights up, like they make these ones that basically will wake you up with like 30 minutes prior to you waking up before your alarm, the, 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 it will slowly fill your room with this warm light and it does the reverse at night too. And it's actually a really nice way to wake up. Like if you have to wake up super, super early in the morning, instead of waking up to this horrible iPhone alarm that like jolts you out of your Mm. sleeves, causes you to stress out, like, holy crap, it like slowly wakes you up. And then the alarms are usually more soothing. And that was, I've used this thing for like five, six years and it's a game changer. It definitely it makes me feel like the first 30 minutes of my day is a little less like, I don't know, like, you know how you feel when you wake up at like five in the morning and you're to a really loud alarm. It's like kind of jolting. I don't know. It's, it's been a game changer for me. So I highly recommend it picking one of those up. Yeah. If you are uh, some of those early morning peeps. Yeah. That there's, I'll still, I'll get like, uh, like almost PTSD like when when i hear the certain people's like ringtones but yes. it's the same as like my wake up alarm yeah like, oh, oh yeah. my god that just made me feel so terrible and that's not good um, for you like that's no, such a horrible not. way to start your day change your alarm yeah. too like like if you got an alarm that's like triggering you too like i have a couple of the iphone ones that are like you know like holy crap i can't hear that anymore just make you angry <laughs> yeah exactly so sleep super important um Next, we're getting into like the actual training stuff. So that's stuff we can do outside the gym. This this next one is also outside the gym, but it's a little bit more in like the fitness space. So what's what's next on our list, Nick? So we're getting a little uh, little little techie here, technical <laughs> with uh, with our next one with neat um, non exercise activity thermogenesis. It's a Bill Nye the Science uh, Guy up in here. I know, right? Um, but this really is just utilizing your fitness that you've acquired in the gym outside of the gym just movement through everyday things that you can add in to make it so you're being more active so you're not just sitting at your desk all day coming into the gym for an hour and then moving your way to your couch and eventually going to bed and getting your crappy sleep it's about how do i make all that a little bit better of you know little things of um just again, moving throughout the day, being, being, being active to, to, or being proactive about getting up and moving around from your desk, going for walks, you know, and then expanding upon that about, you know, utilizing your fitness and like spending time with your family outside, um, playing with your children, 
going for hikes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the actual definition for, for need is the energy expended for everything we do that is not sleeping, eating, or actual exercise. Uh, and like the biggest thing I think most people think of when they think of need is, uh, like your steps, like how many steps a day you're trying to get. And like the, it used to be for a long time, I think 10 K was like the goal. Uh, I think they've actually dropped that down recently to eight K. And I, and I think for those that are training at the gym, getting at least something like around six K at a minimum, like I think is a good, like first goal. Like if you're also training, that can be really tough number to hit if you're, if you work a desk job, but even just being aware of it again, maybe grabbing, like there's some pretty cheap wearables, like just straight up Fitbits. And then you got, you know, I don't know if whoop does whoop track your track your steps no, that whoop, just tracks your activity doesn't track steps okay yeah. checks your strain and activity sleep all that stuff but yeah. no not steps yeah but it just might be something fun like if you're someone that really likes numbers and likes tracking things like that super nerdy about numbers like just grabbing like a little fitbit or an apple watch or something to track your steps and i think that in general like you were saying is just being more active in general like on your off days what are you doing are you lounging on the couch all day or are you like playing with your kids like you said going for hikes going out for walks having a hobby outside the gym that's like recreational sports, you know, golf, something that gets you outside, gets you moving, you get the vitamin D. And I think you're just becoming a more active person in general, I think is just really important. With, I've never tracked steps at all before. What's six, 6,000 steps. What is that roughly? What do you mean? Do you have, like how, what does that distance equate to? I, I've never checked. Steps. So I track my steps every day with, with my Apple watch and, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know, but in terms of in terms of miles, like if I go mm-hmm. for a walk, like the average walk, like my wife and I will go on, would be like let's say three miles. That mm-hmm. plus like a normal days of walking would get us close to eight k normally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, on my coaching days, I can get well past ten k when you're like on mm-hmm. your feet coaching for a long time. So you can get up there pretty easily. The days that I work from home a lot and I'm on the desk, I can see thing like I could see something as low as like twenty five hundred steps. So they can vary mm-hmm. quite a lot. Like when I don't go for a walk and I have worked f- like a hundred percent from home, I can be under three K. And that's when, okay. without me trying to actively get up, walk around every hour, like I have to be pretty mindful. And that's for me, like personally, like that's why I really like things like tracking food. That's why I really like things like steps because it, it like I, you can feel like, yeah, I think I walked enough today. And then you look at the watch and you're like, Oh crap. Like I've done, I've done like 2000 steps. Like I've seen as low as like 1300 steps on like really busy days and like just sitting at the desk. And that's, yeah. that's not good. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and you, I honestly think like you could see a huge gain in, in just overall fitness and health. Like if you have like a really good consistent workout schedule, but you're not walking a lot, just adding in evening walks, especially in the summertime, like even mm-hmm. just for like 20 minutes, you know, hopping on a treadmill or going on a walk like outside uh, during your lunch break or something. Like if you have a longer lunch break and are able to do that, I know everyone's busy, but uh, I think that can go a long way of just adding every little bit counts. Um, yeah. Especially if you're trying to lose weight, that can be a yeah. huge game changer for you. I found the thing that makes it mo- the, like this, the most successful is just finding activities to enjoy that just entail like, that this pertains to. So like, you know, if you have activities outside the gym that you, you do, if you can find ones that you enjoy that, that all, you're utilizing movement in your activity, you know, whether that's like working around the house, you know, getting chores done or just like, you know, puttering and that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, going for a hike, um, even just playing, you know, pick up sports and stuff, finding ways that you're, you're, you're not thinking about, Oh, I had the four steps. Um, yeah. it just happens naturally. 
Yeah. Um, I, I always found it the, like the wearable I had the whoop. Um, the funniest was the amount of strain I had on days that I'd coach a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I always found it incredibly funny that, you know, Oh, I just walked around and coached for a little bit. Um, and my strain was as, as, um, as high as it would be if I had done a Fran. Yeah. You know? yeah. It, it just, you just, cause you're moving around all the time. It picks it up. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes a big difference in your fitness. Yeah. And I looked it up for those that are curious, uh, 8,000 steps is about three and a half miles. So yeah. even if you just walked, you know, for a, like I did a mile walk and then did your normal day, you probably get pretty close to that, you know, unless, it, unless think- you're, unless it's, uh, Sorry, my slack's going off. Um, unless your day is just, uh, unless you sit at a desk a lot, that could be a little bit more challenging. But um, yeah, you know, everyone's got their the challenges. The other ones that are simple, that are simple to check off too. When we talk about okay, when we look at the topic of today is like low hanging fruit. Like within this segment, it's like all right, well, what are little things I can do to get better at this, um, or add in this little cheat code of of how do I how do I hack this? Is um, I like to park in the back of the parking lot when anytime I go to a store two reasons i like to walk second i don't like people to be parking close to my car <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, like to keep, I don't want people to hit my car or my yeah truck. um so it's a little bit too you know a two or a double-edged sword there um um and then simple things of of you know taking the stairs if there's you know an escalator or an elevator yeah yeah you don't know, run into that as much we live in maine that's the yeah. hard thing about the steps. The step ones for I feel like Mainers is is we just drive everywhere because yeah you know everything's everything's far away. Yeah. Um, maybe some of the Portland some of our Portland people I know can can run because they live right in the city. Yeah. But it's like that's not realistic for most Mainers. You know we we live you know ten miles is close. Not, yeah. Not you know. You're right. It's not uh, a. <laughs> but I think again, again, like you talked about, like the the theme of this podcast is like the little things, like the low hanging fruit. Just just stand up every hour. Just like if you sit mm-hmm. at a desk all day, get up every hour, you know, walk to the bathroom, do a lap around your office, just do something. And it's, I, I, it can sound kind of cringe, like take the stairs instead of the elevator, but it's true. Like it's like every, every literal step counts. And especially even more so the, the reason why it's even more important that as Mainers, we take vitamin D, it's just as important that we walk more. Cause you're right. I think mm-hmm. we're, it's a very commuter state and it's cold most of the year. So it's hard to get outside. So especially in the summertime, uh, picking up hiking as a hobby, I think could make a huge difference for you. But as we uh, end the show, we got one more thing that we want to talk about. And we're talking about consistency and intensity in your actual training. So now we're in the gym. What is some things we can talk about in terms of low-hanging fruit um, to help us achieve our fitness goals actually in the gym? I think it's just kind of – this is more about mindset around how to attack your week. Um, Now, ideally, when we're talking about training and how to get the most out of it, consistency is king you always want to be working out consistently each week. Um, now, you know, you, we want to get you in there four to five times a week to get the results that most people are looking for. But at the end of the day, it's, I just need you to show up as many times as you can show up. And I want you to keep doing that week in week out. Um, and the second layer after the consistency is intensity. Um, intensity is one of those things where people feel like, Hey, if I killed myself today to the point where I'm lying down on the ground, puking, throwing up, then I, I was successful in my workout. And I would be one to argue that there's a time and a place for that. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're doing that every day, your body's probably actually getting negative effects from it. Yep. The amount, the amount of stress and cortisol levels that your body's producing from that are probably more harmful 
then mm-hmm. they are good. And what do people um, talk about? Sorry to cut you off, but what do people talk about after they do Murph, after they do Fran? What do they want to do first? See if you can guess it. What do they want to do first? What do they talk about? The minute they're done, they're done with you know a hard-ass workout, they then want to do what? They want to go out and eat. Uh, yeah. They want to yeah, go eat. Uh, like, oh, yeah, man, I'm gonna, I deserve it. I'm going to go get a donut. Man, I you earned know? that burger. I earned it. Yeah. I earned it. And I so like, it. what happens yeah. is like when you train hard, like – like when I say hard, I'm talking about like those kind of workouts on a consistent basis, you end up eating more and then like, and it might not be, it, it might end up spilling you over. So like you, that, that's probably the most frustrating thing about CrossFit. Like I work my ass off, but I'm, I'm somehow gaining weight. Like I'm not doing, it's like, yeah, it's cause you're killing yourself every single day. You know, you're going, and that's great. I like that. I like it when people are like that. Like that's, that's probably, a, it's a good problem to have. It's like, you're almost too intense, but yeah. um, I think there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. The, the, the reason this one too, with the, with the intensity is, is knowing that we want the cons- the intensity built into our programming. Cause it's what creates the adaptation in order for your body to, you know, get the results you're looking for. However, you need to manage that correctly throughout a week of like, of when you're adding in that highest level of intensity, because if you're doing that day in and day out, your body's not recovering. And then that yeah. kind of goes back into the other stuff that we've talked about today through, you know, our nutrition and sleep and helping us recover. Um, but again, starting off first with just making sure you're showing up Mm -hmm. as much as your schedule allows you to and making time for it. Um, and then, you know, coming in and working hard when you're in here and finding those, you know, a couple days a week when you are going to that point of, you know, I'm pushing myself as hard as possible. And then being mindful of that on your days that you, you know, the other days you're in there too move, move well, help your body recover. Exactly. Um, Yeah. It all kind of comes into the bigger picture. Yeah. And I mean, CrossFit was originally designed back in the day to support, you know, people like firefighters support, you know, your, your job as a nurse, as a police officer, as a Marine, like, so those people can't be training and they're just being completely destroyed and then be expected Mm -hmm. to go on patrol the next day. It's like, well, no, it's supposed to support it. And I think it's good to like, look at your week and be like, all right, this day I'm hitting it. I'm going hard. I'm calling up my buddy, Danny's coming in with me and I'm going to try to beat him. But then like, you know, like then I have the arrested the next day and then I have a nice long workout on Saturday and like planning and be smart Mm -hmm. about it. And you can do that with your year too. Like, you know, the open is in this is on this month, you know, I'm going to train and go really hard that month. And then I'm going to have different phases in my training throughout the year. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think, that's yeah, really I think that having that perspective is key. I mean, going, knowing when it's like to support your lifestyle is why you're working out. Exactly. So you look at it like everybody's favorite workout is Murph, you know, everybody loves mm-hmm. to go for an hour long workout, but think of the workout Murph. Um, when, when, um, <laughs> Lieutenant Michael Murphy did it, it was called body armor. Well, I guarantee that he wasn't doing that two or three times a week and then going out on his, on, on his mission, yeah. you know, and, and it, like, that would have been terrible. It's like, you couldn't get your, your, his actual job done. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you gotta, you gotta make sure you understand why you're, you're working out hard, but it's to support your lifestyle. Um, yep. so that's a, that's a, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. So those are our kind of four low hanging fruit and we hope you, uh, pick something, um, off from this podcast that can help you with your fitness. Um, before we sign off, Nick, is there anything what's going on right now in the gym? Uh, we're finishing up friends week this week. So the podcast probably will be out after that's over, but is there anything upcoming that we don't want people to know about? I know next week we're talking about, um, we're looking for some help on some Google reviews. 
Oh yeah. We're doing referrals next week. So anyone that has written a referral in the past or writes a new one and shows proof of it, they'll get a, uh, um, a free drink. They can top in, get their scent water, get their O2. Um, I think I did. I call, we call it cheers for reviews. There you go. But just go on only five star reviews. If you don't give us a five star review, <laughs> tell you get the hell out of the gym. But, um, you owe us a drink. The, uh, yeah. So hop on. It's just helpful for, for the, yeah, you owe us a drink. <laughs> so yeah, we, um, we appreciate it. It helps out the business a lot. You know, it helps out with the algorithms on the internet. So yeah. Um, It'd be very appreciated. Yep. And we got two new, uh, both the Portland and Augusta websites have been updated and we got some new membership options. So be sure to, to hop onto our new websites, check those out, uh, give us a review uh, on Google and Facebook or wherever the uh, CrossFit Casco Bay name is. And as always, we appreciate you listening and we will see you in the gym. Thanks, Nick. Have a good one, guys.